Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Ask Melvin anything. Hey everybody, welcome to AMA, Ask Melvin Anything. I am Mike, and I am here with the uh, ever, man, I, it really fails me sometimes, Melvin, as to what to call you. Um, masterful Melvin? Manipulative? That, manipulative that kind Melvin? of scares me. I don't know. It's, it's just, through the years, it's been Marvelous Melvin. So. Ah, marvelous Melvin. There we go. All right. Well, how are you, buddy? And, Man, I'm great. We're, I'm I'm so excited. Got a a, great, a guest with us today. I'm yeah. learning English. We'll get that to you. So, <laughs> so Tony's here with us. He'll introduce himself. But one of the things, you know, Mike, that Tony and I think is, you can call us whatever you want. Just don't call us late for dinner. There you go. Hey, there you go. <laughs> well, Tony, uh, lovely to have you here, sir. What uh, can you kind of introduce yourself and tell us what you do? Uh, thank you for having me today. Um, Name's Tony Jackson. Um, I well, I build planes for a living, so <laughs> I've been doing that for, for uh, eighteen years now. So, wow, that's a lot of planes. A lot of planes. Eighteen years. So, when you say you build planes, what does that uh, what does that entail? Uh, let's see. Um, right now, I'm building uh, the tail empennage for V twenty two Osprey. Oh wow! And I've built. I've been on Hawker, Nacelle Doors, Blackhawk Upper Cabins, Wow, uh, Gulfstream G550 wing sets, T7 uh, planes, uh, different stuff, a lot of different planes. You ever just like left a bolt out? Do you like get? Try get, not to. <laughs> do you get to the, so like me whenever I go to like IKEA or something, right? I'll buy a piece of furniture and I'll put it together because that little cartoon man tells me how to do it. And then in, invariably, I have like three screws left over. Is that a, that doesn't, that doesn't happen with planes? No, that, that does. <laughs> if it does, we're in a lot of trouble. That's right. That's right. So uh, yeah, it, it's all engine real tight, Mike, and, and okay. Tony's very, very, very good. You know, the, uh, you know, I met him where we work currently together. Yeah, and it, and it was just great. You know, I, I think factory. about yeah, yeah, and <laughs> and I was thinking about it, Mike. You know how the 
alignment of the planets and and the rotation of the moon and the earth and all that came to to be for you and I to meet. Yeah. And and it was that that exciting meeting Tony that you know this one thing could have not happened and we could have still been at the same factory yeah. for years and have never yeah. met but the things that happened for our paths to intersect was was super and then the time that we've uh, known each other now it's just a year yeah. and i just thought it was would be exciting for him to get on here oh yeah uh, yeah so it's uh it, it's crazy like you, you talk about that my my wife and i we worked at the same place at the same time but did not know each other so right. years later, we figured it out. You know, it's, it's, you're right. I mean, it's just the alignment or the way things are supposed to happen or, you know, luck of the draw or, or whatever you want to call it. Um, well, I was, you know, t- you were, yeah, go ahead. You were just telling me about you're getting your, well, that's you what had I such a day. You, you had a great day yesterday and yeah. you got your butt handed to you today. Yeah, I got it and, handed and to it me was this just, morning. Those things happened. And, uh, you know, it's recently things that have happened with Tony and I where, uh, the, the alignment has been just been perfect where mm. there was the need was met in in each of our our lives just little easy things <laughs> and and so it, it's been pretty slick on that regard and and uh you know i i know uh tony's got a lot of stuff he can share with us mike you you not met him you know i i want him to be here because what he brings to the table yeah. and i wanted him to meet you yeah. you know he's he's been faithful you know our one follower on ama <laughs> good job well he'll come um, in and he'll talk about something that that we talked about on the episode and and you know it's it's real this, heartening and, this poor guy uh <laughs> so tony how did you get into fixing airplanes how did that happen um actually it was a, a friend of mine his dad and grandfather like they'd all worked there and i just wasn't feeling school at the time and needed a way to make some money. So that's how it started. There you go. So you came out of college or out of high school and, and straight um, in? Um, I had started college, but yeah. I just, I did like maybe a semester and I was actually working at Slotsky's making sandwiches. So oh, there you go. And I was working like seven days a week, open uh-huh. to close, yeah. needed, needed something else. Yeah. I don't blame you. Um, yeah, that's amazing. I, you know, I, I taught, um, high school, middle school, and then some technical college stuff. And, uh, I am of the belief that not everybody needs to go to college. You know, I know that's, that's like, Oh no, you're not, you're never supposed to say that to a kid, but you know, people like yourself, you didn't want to be in college and look, you've been doing this for 18 years now. You have an actual career because you found a slot and filled it, you know, and a lot of my, yeah, a lot of my kids that I had, especially in high school, um, their parents either had a, like say they had a lawn business or they had a, this or a little restaurant or something like that. Well, it's just expected that they're going to go and take that over or at least help, you know, cause it's family. Yeah. And so do they need to go to college for that? No, probably not. You know, yeah. they certainly don't need to rack up four years worth of debt to, to do what they're going to do. And that's the truth. So, yeah, I, uh, I actually, I got my associates cause I just made it a goal. Like, yeah. you know, the one thing I want to do is at least sure. get my associates. And so I went ahead, I got that um, a few years back. And what was it in? Uh, of, was it arts and was it <laughs> arts and crafts? 
<laughs> arts and crafts essentially yeah <laughs> that's great that's great well it's okay i mean I, I i taught art um and i went to uh i went to tstc here when it was tsti and got a commercial art and advertising degree and you know never used it and so you know it's just it's just the way it is i mean you you think you want one thing and then life takes you another direction yeah so melvin what hey, uh what i think one that, thing we forgot mike yeah was the the question so uh, the question is tony what 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 are you going to tell us about no man left behind well we haven't even asked that yet like we haven't <laughs> we haven't even said what the name of the, the name of the thing is yet oh so it's so no I'm, man left behind with tony jackson is the title you sent me so right. tony now you've been keyed up uh <laughs> so <laughs> uh uh what what are we what are we talking about there melvin when we say no man left behind that's all on Tony. That oh, was okay. All right. We we so, so you may have to bleep this part out for for uh, two months. Sure. We've been working on this, talking with each other about it, and and so the working title for two months, Mike, two months mm -hmm. was WTF with with Tony Jackson, but it only <laughs> we didn't say sure WTF. Yeah. We said the words. Yeah. We said what the fudge. Yeah. Um. So, uh, Tony, what does that what does that mean? No man left behind. No man left behind. Um, for me, it's just kind of like my just life motto. Like yeah. everyone that I come in contact with is just, you know, like Melvin says, there's always these circumstances that we run into each other. And just sometimes by happenstance and yeah. if I can be good and like help you uh, with your any process of your life, then that's what I want to do. There's been several people I've talked out of aerospace and back into school and then there's certain you know yes yeah. so I that's just kind of my my philosophy on life well I was that's kind of what I was saying you know I mean it, it it's a case-by-case -case basis you know Every, not everybody's the same and that's that's what yeah. used to kill me about education they wanted us to make every kid the same and that's just not there's no way you can do that you know plus you're, yeah. you're crushing any creativity or any uh, dreams that they have by telling them, oh, you got to go down this path. One, mm -hmm. one of the things that developed while I was teaching the first time um, was they had a program where these kids in middle school had to declare what path they were going to be on. And I'm like, I, what kid in middle school knows what the hell they're going to do for the rest of their life? You know, they, they don't know. Hell, I didn't know when I was 25, you know, what I was going to do. So I still don't know what I'm going to do. So that's what I tell most people. I'm 40 now and I still have no clue what oh, I want to do with man. my life. We're, we're all like 17 year olds inside, you know, and, and that's, that's oh, about true. as far as we get. And then our body just <laughs> ages around us, you know, that's, that's pretty much the yeah. way that works. Uh, so let's, let's talk about like one of the questions that Melvin had here is how do you play the hand that you're dealt? Right. That was, and that is, that is, uh, I think that plays right into what we're talking about. In that, you know, we're all dealt a different uh, a set of circumstances. Um, our family is one way. Our, you know, our our luck goes another way. Our, you know, we meet somebody hopefully and have a have a relationship that goes a different. You know, so when you, okay, so here's a better way for me to ask this. I was talking about. I told Melvin that yesterday was a really good day, right? Like. A lot of good, big things happened. You know, I felt like we were just humming along, you know. And so I go home and I talk to my wife about it, you know, and get a little big for my britches, you know, and just talking about, you know, great. It was fantastic, you know, and all this stuff. 
And then uh, it was about 9.30 last night. I get a text, and the guy says, hey, you ready for that 8 a.m. recording? And I was like, oh, crap. You know, number one, I didn't have that on the schedule, right? So I said, of course, like anybody else, I said, oh, yeah, sure. You know, because, I mean, you're not going to give in. And then uh, I get here, and I have to set the thing up, and then – I get some news about one show that maybe is not going to be a show anymore and things like that. And then it just starts, you start feeling like this. And I don't know if you feel like this, Tony, but I get like this existential dread, you know, that like, oh crap, you know, something's going to happen. Well, when it all comes down to it, you know, nobody died, nothing got set on fire. You know, but for some reason inside me, I'm like, oh my God, not everything's perfect, you know? And so right, I, yeah. I do feel like that that's the universe sometimes putting me back in my place, you know? That's, what about that's you? true. Yeah. That was, uh, that's something that Melvin was actually, he was um, working with me on, I guess you could say. Yeah. Cause I was dreading a test for school and just like I didn't do good at it and I was just freaking out. And he's like, well, let me ask you what on, let's see, February 24th, uh, 2030, you know, what's that going to matter? You know, essentially. And it was like, yeah, I guess, yeah, you're right. You know, like it, in the long scheme of things, it it doesn't really, doesn't really matter. So yeah, the big picture, nobody's going to ever spot that flaw, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so I tell them, you know, it's a lot of times life is just, it is what it is, you know? And, um, so I'll just, we'll just jump in for me, uh, a few years ago, actually it'll be about three years in April. I had a thoracic aortic aneurysm dissection. Oh Lord. And so I only had, the doctor said I had like an hour left to live, Holy you know? Crap, dude. Yeah. So it, it's, it was pretty crazy. And so like, ever since then, it's just been like, at the end of the day, what is it, you know? And like, I was reading, I was reading in the Bible the other day and it was just like, uh, Ecclesiastes, it, by the time I finished the book, it was just like, everything is just meaningless, yeah. but you have to find joy in, in those moments. But at the end of the day, what does it really matter? That's you know? Right. That's right. Yeah. When it all comes down to it, we're just, just meat on a stick, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, yeah. it's just, we're just doing the best we can, you know, and that's, exactly. and that's, that's a tough lesson to learn. I know, uh, Melvin, that's been a really tough lesson for him to learn because he's not good at things, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> just so Melvin, how do you play the hand you're dealt with? Uh, I thought he was dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I, how do you play the hand you're dealt? It's seasons in our lives, you know, just like right now, you know, uh, two weekends ago we had we went through winter here in Texas. Yeah, and, yeah, and two now weeks spring. ago, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So it's now February, spring. it's the end of February, and it is eighty-four degrees outside here. Right. So that's that's what I've come to understand, Mike and, and Tony is is that you know this too shall pass. Yeah. Uh, you know the the sun always rises, and and so. Um, you know, how do I deal, you know, how do I play the hand that's dealt with me or dealt yeah. is one foot in front of the other. Yeah. And it's not, it's not always been that way. You know, I may sound like I know what I'm doing, but you know, shit, I'm making it up just like you two. Oh, I get that. Yeah. And it, 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 it <laughs> you know, what's, what's really the most unfair thing in our entire lives is 
we only figure this stuff out when we get old enough to where we can't really do anything about it. You know, that's, <laughs> I, I mean, I still feel like I've got plenty ahead of me, you know, but boy, I could have used this advice 20 years ago, you know, right. <laughs> I'd probably be yeah. doing something better. But yeah, and, you know, one thing I don't know if Tony, uh, uh, you know, I think you'll go into it about when you were playing football and you were oh. all set up for, for, yeah, for going exactly. play. I say that's how we kind of just started um, this whole conversation was um, football. And then me and the coach had got into it and I kind of had to make a choice of like, you know, do something stupid or just walk away. And so I chose to walk away. Yeah. And um, that's what me and Melvin were talking about. How I was like the team just kind of like, you just lose all your friends in that moment, yeah. you know, but well, because you, you, I'm, I'm sure you lost that group that you'd been a part of, and there's really nothing outside right. that group. And when you walk away from it, holy crap, you know, it's almost like yeah. starting over. I would imagine it's kind of like salt in the earth behind you, you know, because those yeah, guys, I mean, yeah, the, yeah. What, my what, whole life was based off of football. So, yeah. like, growing up, it was just like everybody was like, oh, you're going to be in the NFL and you're going to be. Yeah. My uncles played, my dad played, like, everybody, really? you know, my mom was a cheerleader. That was like, ingrained in me but at the end of the day it was just like that's i think i would rather learn chess and piano is what i tell everyone I, or, or i guess in today's case i'd rather have learned it and some ai yeah. you know yeah. and then yeah and so it's just like as far as like the hand you're dealt it was like i grew up an, you know, an athlete my whole life and that's right. all i've ever known is to be a you know and i was like my parents had to force me into being an athlete because i was such a nice kid and they had to sit me down and be like, it's okay to hurt your friends on the field, you know, which yeah, is sure, crazy. But sure. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the sport, you know? And so I've had to like work through the, the competitiveness, you know, and realize that like, not, you know, just because I'm not good at something doesn't mean I'm like a failure at it, you know? Yeah. Cause it's just like, you said, it is what it is. You just have to learn like, Hey, I'm not good at this. So yeah. I either have to work harder to figure it out or find what I am good at and keep moving, you know? Yeah. None of us are Superman. And that's, uh, that's a tough lesson to learn because you think you can do anything, you know? Right. It's exactly. just not the case. I mean, that uh, otherwise we'd all be exactly the same. Yeah. So how about you, yeah. Melvin? Yeah. I was in a, a car wreck at yeah. a, I don't know why I like, 10, 11, okay. was in a coma yeah. and uh, six days. And then I couldn't play sports when that happened. I had to sit out. And so, you know, similar to, to Tony, you know, it's not the same thing, but all of those, that cohort that I was a part of was, had nothing to do with me. It's they chose, it wasn't my choice. Yeah. And that, that was uh, a hand that was dealt me at that time. And, and, uh, you know, it, and it affected me that, you know, you know, people are, are fake. Uh, you know, one of the questions I, I didn't ask Tony, you know, how mad did that make you mm. when that happened? I'm not talking about the, the coach that was lucky that didn't get strangled, but the, <laughs> yeah, no, that, um, it, I wouldn't say it, as far as like making you mad, it was like, it hurt. It was painful inside because it was just like, 
this is like your whole your whole existence is wrapped up in this you know right yeah. and these people just turn their back on you and you're like man we've grown up to get like some of the, me and some of these kids have grown up most of our life together you know and it was just like just being abandoned and so right. and i think that's kind of where i've always been like friends with the unique people and the oddities you know uh it's a good way to put it the unique people as melvin as you can tell you knew exactly where i was going with that tony exactly right <laughs> and so like and then it's funny because my dad he was a pastor before he passed away and his his main goal was stopping for the one yeah wow and so for me i think that's kind of the same thing it's like i find those people and I just connect with them because it's just like being on that outside is it's hard. And so if you find that person and you find someone you connect with, it's awesome to learn from each other and to grow and just, in you know, just be a part of someone else's life that sometimes you don't even know if they need it. You know, because like Melvin said, a lot of us are fake and we smile every day and oh, I'm good. And yeah, but that's not true. I mean, especially for, for us guys, because that's just not how we're raised, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, that's a tough lesson to learn too. That uh, you know, people you pass in the hallway, you may nod and smile and you know say, hey, "How's it going?" But it, nobody really stops to figure out how it's really going, you know. And sure. and and you don't know what anybody else is going through. You yeah. you have no idea, and so um, kindness doesn't cost you anything, you know. It's, it's definitely an attitude. It's something that I have not always been good at. Um, if it weren't for my wife, uh, I'd probably be even worse at it now. So, <laughs> you know, um, she's pulled me out of some depths and, uh, they were all self-inflicted, you know, and they usually are, uh, right. yeah. yeah, it usually comes down to being us screwing up. So, uh, what position did you play? I was uh, a right guard oh. and uh, I was a pulling guard. Yeah. So, and I think I had got injured. So that was part of the reason I was having trouble is, sure. is I got hit in the ear hole, you know, tore my knee up. <laughs> hit in the ear hole. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a guy, I mean, I, that's a guy who's played some football. who says he got hit in the right. ear hole. Yeah. I played like, it was crazy because I had started you know, offense, defense, I was on kick, return, kickoff, punt, punt, return, you name it. I, I never left the field and yeah. it was just Iron Man so type it, stuff, huh? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's just how it was. Yeah. What, uh, was it a small town? Um, I, it's Mansfield. I don't know if it's oh, really, okay. it's well, not that's small not, anymore. Yeah, nearly. Yeah. It was one high school when I graduated. So, yeah. well, they're, they're one of those towns that's eat up by football too. So yeah, yeah, because oh, they're yeah. they're always in the mix. Um, yeah, I I played uh, I played football for uh, I think it was three downs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I went out and I was offsides three times, and so uh, then I left the field and I decided not to do that anymore. So <laughs> that was pretty much it. Um, but mine was like a six man thing, you know, it was a private yeah, school and all that stuff. So I wasn't really that into it to begin with, but. Uh, Hey, I tried it, whatever. But again, started it. that's one of those things where you just, I wasn't good at it, you know? Right. Yeah. I started at five. Oh, wow. So I played up in, well, till I was a sophomore. That's a lot of frigging football, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, all right. So Melvin, anything else you want to, uh, you want to hit there? 
I I think you can see why Tony's you know needs to be here to teach us some things. And the thing I do want to do is for for Mike, if you do me a favor, yep, give Carol a shout out. Carol. Yep. Hello, Carol. Carol Tony. She just she just snuck out. Take the dogs outside. Oh darn. (laughs) So um, let me ask you this, Tony. You've been through several things. You know, you said you had the medical problems. You you were all in on football, and then it just kind of ended for you, and you decided to walk away from it. And now you've been fixing airplanes for, what do you say, 18 years? 18, going on 19. Are, are you are you happy? I'm, I actually am happy. There yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and that's what it's about. I mean, and it's funny, and Melvin is a lot of that because he always – he keeps me motivated and he, he stays there. He's always, yeah. you know, Hey, are you, are you, are you good? Are you, are you making sure you're doing this? You know, he stays there and he's my, he's my support. Yeah. I would say that Melvin, he's a good brother. Melvin is a unique individual in that way. Um, yeah. Melvin's Melvin's really good at people. And I know that sounds weird, but that, that he is, he's, he's a greeter. He's a caretaker. He is uh, a good friend and he's also a great uh, networker. Like, I think if Melvin could do anything, uh, in the world, it would just be to make this person meet that person all the time. You know, <laughs> that's so true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's very good at it. He's very good at it. I just don't know what that position is, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe Walmart greeter. I don't know. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> yeah. He actually could. And he probably would have a blast doing it. You know, Melvin, how, how would you be as a Walmart greeter? Uh, the line would move slowly. <laughs> That's true because everybody that comes in, you go, how are you today? What have you been doing? What do you, yeah. And it's just backing up. Yeah. Nobody gets in the so, store. So I'm, I'm getting down to the, the uh, Waco block party. That's where I'm going to yeah. spring on you. What's going on, Mike. And, you know, I shared it with Casey Monday Yeah. on our meeting and, uh, shared it with Tony yesterday at lunch and uh so i'm waiting to you and i get face to face and i'll share it with you and and then you know thanks for for uh speaking highly of me and you know i just believe you know no nobody nobody's getting out of this thing alive so yeah. we got to take care of each other that's true it doesn't pay to be pissed off all the time i i right. i've lived that life and it sucks i don't like it so i don't i don't want to be that so, uh, Tony, you got any last words for us here that, uh, any, anything encouraging, anything that, uh, we can, we can live on this next week? Um, no, I guess for no me, pressure. Gonna, no pressure at all. No, right. No pressure. <laughs> I got a, a list of all these random notes, but, um, oh, wow. for me, it's just, um, live, you know, like live for today. Like, how are you? Yeah. Uh, I'm seeing just like choosing how you live, I guess, and yeah. how you see your life, yeah. looking at the end of your life. Take take a moment to look towards the end of your life. Because mm-hmm. most of us just live day to day and it becomes such a monotony and we get lost. And that's something I'm currently working on. It's just viewing, how do I want the end of this story to yeah. be? You know, yeah. when I'm gone, what do I want others to say about me? Yeah, that's, that's so true. Um, yeah, it's just the legacy we leave, you know. And whether we do or not, because there's plenty of people that don't, you know? Yeah. Um, I have always, I the, one of the main reasons I do what I do now 
uh, is because when I'm dead and gone, if my kids want to hear my voice, they'll be able to. That's awesome. So there you go. Now you know something about me, Melvin. So uh, what do you uh, what have you been reading this week? Turning Pro by Stephen Pressfield. Oh, that's one of your favorites. And yeah, I the book had been out since 2012. I'd read it and had had put some markers in it, and and I pulled it out and uh, reading it because that's you know I, I need to to uh, get serious. Not not serious as in stoic and you know looking all pissy and all that, but yeah. serious and stop being an amateur. And so it it's been great reading it. I finished it this week, and that was one of the the reasons why I was able to articulate you know to tell Casey what 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 I figured out. What I I was able to tell Tony what I'd figured out, and so. I'm afraid gonna, you're going to come down here and tell me you've picked out a coffin or something. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what it's starting to sound like, but <laughs> I will, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guessed, huh? First guess. Um, okay. Well, um, I know that Stephen Pressfield is a, is a big thing in your life. Um, there's, there's like three authors you bring up all the time. It's Pressfield. And who are the other two? Seth Godin. Seth Godin. That's a big one. And the lady. The lady. I don't Dr. Seuss. So ask, ask Tony, Mike, do me another favor. Yeah. Ask Tony what he's reading with, with uh, Stephen Pressfield recently. Yeah. Tony, what are you reading Stephen Pressfield lately? Um, well, I just finished uh, Man at War, and I started Gates of Fire. Oh, wow. So um, you're enjoying those? Yes. And then the third one, one Melvin just gave me was uh, Art of War. Yeah. You, you watch out for Melvin because before you know it, you'll have 4,000 books in your house. So just be I already careful. Be he careful. brought me a whole box. Oh, well, if he ever brings you any of those unmarked boxes, uh, beware. I have gotten a lot <laughs> of unmarked boxes from Melvin. Uh, as a matter of fact, I've gotten so many that at one point we were doing like a whole show around just opening those boxes on air, you know, just to see what's <laughs> in them. Yeah, it's a little scary sometimes. This last time was a great box, though, because it's a bunch of office supplies. So I was really <laughs> that was great. All right, Melvin, give us your nugget. What you got? Ambition, I have come to believe, is the most primal and sacred fundament of our being. To feel ambition and to act upon it is to embrace the unique calling of our souls. Yeah. Not to act upon that ambition is to turn our backs on ourselves and the re and on the reason for our existence. Yeah, that's heavy. That is super heavy, man. Because and yeah. I picked Mike. I picked that nugget out, and uh, then I chickened out and took a flowery thing and put it in. And then I said, Melvin, yeah. be the man you think you are. And so yeah. that you know to not act upon that ambition ambition is to turn our backs on ourselves. And on the reason for our existence. Well, that's pretty much what we've been talking about, you know? I mean, it's, uh, you gotta, so when it all comes down to it, if you didn't do what you wanted to do, and I, that's, that's a throwaway phrase because we don't ever get to do exactly what we want to do. I mean, cause we have stuff in life, you know, that, that we need to take care of or whatever, but to the best of our ability, if we don't act on our ambition, we're always going to have those regrets, you know, and, and ah, 
I can't think of anything worse than regretting something. Right. You know, as far as like internally, I mean, I just, that would, that would kill me. I, I just, I don't want to have regrets when I'm done with this, you know? Right. So that's great. Well, Tony, it was lovely meeting you, sir. Uh, you too. Sir. You seem like a really great guy and uh, I'm sorry that you have to deal with Melvin all the time, but uh, <laughs> other than that, I'm sure your life's great. Uh, Melvin, it is always a great day when I get to talk to you, buddy. Uh, I appreciate you, and uh, I, I thank you for always being so positive about things. Uh, it's a little sickening sometimes how positive you are, but uh, it's it's good for me. So I, I do appreciate it. Thank you. See, now he's dead. <laughs> All right, guys. It was good to see you both. Uh, again, Tony, nice to meet you. And, uh, nice to meet you, sir. We'll see all you guys next time. Sure. Thank you. Last thoughts. Stop for the one. I did a great job. This has been a Rogue Media Network 